You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, this week is insane. <laughs> Bo and I normally have five or seven minutes of catch-up. What are we going to talk about today? Anything more than what we already have set? There's so many moving pieces with our lives surrounding this podcast. It's incredible. The Locked On Podcast Network is setting up this incredible dra- live draft situation that Bo's going to be a part of. It's going to be fantastic. You need to follow anywhere live streaming happens with the Locked On Podcast Network during the draft on Thursday. Bo's flying out to Atlanta on uh, tomorrow. He's going to be a whole part mm-hmm. of it with Trevor Sikama, Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, uh, Benjamin Solak, Paige Demakos, who we had on last week, the CEO of Draft Network. We're just infusing the Draft Network and the gentlemen who are on um, the Locked On Podcast Network to make this incredible specimen that's going to be anything you need to watch on draft night. There's going to be live look-ins from the Locked On Podcast hosts for their respective teams after each pick. Um, You're going to be able to hear me after the 16th pick going live. It's going to be so much fun. And Bo, like, we have 28 minutes. Cam Cox from 12 News is going to join us, part of a Tegna sponsorship, coming up in about 10 minutes. We could talk legitimately two hours today and tomorrow and Thursday ahead of the draft, but we have to smush it in to, what, less than 90 minutes? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be tough for us to do that. I was just thinking about Thursday night, the prospect of you breaking down the Cardinals pick. Oh, yeah. Me being on air. And if it is what we're about to talk about today, just how are you going to keep it together and, and maybe – not just completely crush the pick. So, so, so here's the thing. I've it's just luckily like we talked to Alex Clancy from Lockdown Cardinals, and he seems like he's about to jump off the what's highest the, building in Phoenix. What's that hole in the wall for? When did that happen? Um, luckily, we've worked in radio for a decade, so I've I'm conditioned now to not swear, which is fantastic yeah. because we're going to segue into a situation like we haven't talked about the second. Uh, round pick a lot. We're going to do that more in a deep dive tomorrow. And another thing we really haven't talked about, aside from just going back and forth when we really didn't have a lot of new news to talk about, was the actual chances of the Cardinals drafting a running back at 16 overall. So Bucky Brooks, one of the best minds in all of in all of football, scouting, drafting, he played in the league. He, he's He's one of the best out there. He had the Cardinals taking Najee Harris at 16 overall. Peter Schrager, the ghost of flipping Peter Schrager, is going to haunt us until Thursday because Peter Schrager, for those that don't know, is well ingrained in the Arizona Cardinals organization. He gets leaks. He gets information. So normally when he says things, regardless of how how outlandish they seem, there's usually Mm -hmm. some merit to them. He had him trading up, drafting Kyle Pitts earlier. I mean, he's had him taking Jalen Waddell. And then he was on Colin Cowherd yesterday, and they did their own mock draft where they went back and forth on picks, and Colin Cowherd had the Cardinals at 16. He had them taking Quiddy Pay, and Peter Schrager's like, yeah, linebacker there. You could see that. You could see Javon Collins, Zavin Collins. You could see Micah Parsons if he's there, there. and he brought up Najee Harris too. 
They don't have a running back. They need a running back. There aren't that many teams that need a lead back, and the Cardinals do. Bo, sweet mother. (laughs) The chances of them drafting a running back have never been higher than 10.25 a.m. local time today. Tell me why it's a bad decision before we talk Mm. about the positive side, because I know that that you'd be cool with it. And I'm slowly starting to warm up to the idea of a powerhouse running back that could really slow down the process of Cliff Kingsbury making Kyler Murray throw the ball 40 times a game. Give me the downside first, and then we'll shift to the upside. I guess the downside would be Sony Michelle. He was a first-round pick. He's a good goal line guy, but he's not an every-down back. He hasn't proved to be in, in New England. Uh Leonard Fournette, but he's kind of a character issue guy. I don't think you're going to get that with Najee Harris, the uh, you know the the p- potential top back off the board. Um, I'm thinking of some other first round bust guys that that really. I mean, obviously Trent Richardson is the goat of first round bust, the top back out of Alabama, which happens to be Najee Harris's alma mater. But then you can see just a stable of running backs that have been successful from Bama as well. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't think, I mean, obviously people look at the value, 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 value about how much he's going to make. He's going to be one, probably one of the higher paid running backs in the league right out of the gates. But I mean, over the extent of a four-year contract, he's going to make $14 million. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, I, I mean, that's, that's what uh, Kenyon Drake just got for two years with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Arizona Cardinals just doled out a big contract that they got off their books, luckily because the Houston Texans with David Johnson. I'm already getting into the positives here. Because I think at 16, it's different than than drafting a guy within the top 10 at the running back position because those are teams that are just, as far as talent on their roster, they've got holes everywhere. The Arizona Cardinals, they have a hole at playmaker opposite DeAndre Hopkins, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a receiver. It doesn't have to be a tight end. It can be a running back. And it can do everything that the Arizona Cardinals need as far as establishing the run early, as far as churning clock at the end taking the air out of the football and uh, and really winning football games, things that they've struggled to do since Cliff Kingsbury came into the league. And when we look at it, Cliff Kingsbury's teams are very successful when they are, you know, established on the ground. I mean, he's an electric runner. I mean, think about the the play against Notre Dame where he's hurdling a golden domer. It's, it was unbelievable. He's got the athleticism. You've seen all the things as far as off the field are concerned. He seems like he's great between the ears. I just I really like Najee Harris. If we're breaking down Najee Harris as the 16th overall pick, it's not a doomsday scenario for me. It, do I think that they could have gone and addressed other needs? Absolutely, but I also get you know the novelty of it, and I think it's gonna it could transcend that. You know, having this this RB one, it can be a, a legitimate way for the Arizona Cardinals to go from eight and eight to into the postseason. Yeah, I mean the downside is. It's going to be an expensive running back, and he hasn't played yet in the NFL. And fourteen million the last two years, they right. paid eight million dollars to Kenyon Drake last year on a transition tag, and then David Johnson was making over six, and I think in his final year for the Cardinals, that on doesn't a make it right. That doesn't make the David Johnson one right. Okay, the Kenyon Drake one was it was situational. It's we're not going to extend him. So the $8 million, yes, it's, it's a high price tag, but over the course of four years and maybe five, the $14 million isn't that much. But the sticker shock of it at 16 is something just, just to keep an eye on, just to look at when you're only paying James Conner 1.75 uh, out the door. Okay, 
The downside also is we don't know if he's been overused in college. That's the Alabama thing. Now, the upsides are, are really slowly starting to infuse into my brain, into my skull, where I'm like, man, this could be really fun. And as you mentioned, maybe the Cardinals don't need a wide receiver three. Maybe they need a running back that can catch 60 or 70 balls out of the backfield if you're going to do that. And what we've seen from Najee Harris, who is completely different than the other guys that you mentioned from Alabama, is he's dual threat now. Derrick Henry wasn't dual threat. He was run. He wasn't catching balls in college. The Alabama running backs didn't do that until college football changed. There was always run or throw to your wide receivers. And what he can do now is he's just a bigger version of Travis Etienne where he's incredibly athletic. He has a nose for the end zone, which is something that people overlook. The Duke can get across the line into pay dirt. And he solves all of your running back issues as currently constructed. And also, the most important thing about this is it's kind of training wheels for Cliff Kingsbury because he doesn't have to call specific plays if it's a run play, it's block schemes. And the and the offensive line is definitely elevated from last year. The only real issue, it's not directly correlated to drafting a running back, is that running backs don't stop wide receiver ones from the opposing teams. There's still glaring needs elsewhere. Even though a running back is a need, it's not number mm-hmm. one on the list. And this isn't new information. This is what we've been talking about forever. It's interior offensive line, it's cornerback, and it's Probably linebacker in no specific order, but you're looking at you're looking for a CB one of the future. You're not just looking for this year, and that's the biggest downside to drafting a running back. Yeah, and look the value. I understand that, and if you just look at the league leaders from the last couple seasons, second round picks has been the sweet spot. Absolutely, you want to think, hey, at forty nine, they could certainly address the running back position. In, in mock drafts that you and I have done, we've found value guys in the fifth round where you know we've actually seen some guys like Aaron Jones pop for the Green Bay Packers it's not unrealistic as far as corners are concerned you know outside of Richard Sherman he was a fifth round pick you know it's not as maybe the the hit rate is impossible see i don't get the the K1 show i don't understand that there's such a stigma about first round running backs but when you think about it when the jags drafted Leonard Fournette fourth overall AFC championship game when they dra- when the cowboys draft Zeke they go 13 and 3. Christian McCaffrey has been a, a RB1 in Carolina for ever since he's been in the league when he's healthy. The first round running back hit rate is it's pretty high. And, and people want to point to the the con the money that they're making. It's like you're buying a car, you're buying a sports car or leasing one with with no mileage rate. You can just churn, you can just run it up for the next four to five years, and uh it's it's no there's no issue. Everybody's just like, well, there's value at the back end, and, and, and they're right. But if you're sitting there at 16 and you have the opportunity to get a guy that can impact the game and be the top player at his position, I don't have I don't have an issue. Do I agree with you as far as the cornerback is is the number is probably the biggest need? But I don't have I'm not going to take it. I don't think it's a fireable offense. Well, we know that Steve Kimes not getting fired. Okay, he's got that lifetime Bill self. I don't care if the FBI is looking at you. You're going to be a Kansas Jayhawk for life. 
that's the kind of unspoken contract that Steve Kime has gotten. L- really quick before we get to Cam Cox, let me just give you a little refresher. Robert Woods, George Kittle, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark, mm-hmm. AJ Brown, Odo Beckham Jr. Running back ain't stopping any of those guys. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Yes, this is why the days I love hosting, you don't get the last word. Cam Cox is next. We're going to kick off this draft week by asking him why Bo is wrong that drafting a running back would be okay. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. We will be right back. But first, it's time to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. This week is packed. It has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Once again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. As I mentioned early in the show, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. It's going to be incredible. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national expert experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th to May 1st, including our very own Bo Brock. Now, Cam Cox, 12 News. Dude, listen, let's just get right into it. I want to tour 12 News just so I could put all of your ties on at one time like Joey did on Friends. Okay, so Peter Schrager. I'm ready. I kind of want an audience. Um, so Peter Schrager has hinted over the last couple days that Najee Harris is a possibility. Bucky Brooks, one of the smartest in the game, said, listen, my final mock draft Najee Harris is going to 16 to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals can take the best running back to solidify a position that needs solidification, um, mm-hmm. but also would be overlooking obviously glaring needs elsewhere. If the Arizona Cardinals take if, if if the Arizona Cardinals take Najee Harris at 16, how would you grade that pick before we discuss it? Fantastic. It'd be a fantastic pick. Uh, I think that's their third or fourth option when it comes to that pick. Um, I think if they don't do certain things in this draft or somebody doesn't fall to them, that would probably be their third or fourth option. Uh, But I think Najee Harris or Travis Etienne out of Clemson, I think those would be two fantastic picks at running back. I've told you my beliefs in James Conner, what what he is. Um, Second, you know, second behind Chase Edmonds as far as I'm concerned. So if they can get an everyday starter at running back and let Chase Edmonds be that change of pace guy uh, coming off the bench for Cliff Kingsbury, I think that'd be a phenomenal pickup for the Cardinals. I I think, though, there's some other options on the table. I hope they trade up 
um, and, and land a guy like a Kyle Pitts, but you got to have a trading partner for that. Um, I think Steve Kime should mortgage the farm and figure out how to go get him no matter what in this draft. Maybe Jason Waddles, another guy wouldn't mind seeing them get um, these cornerbacks. Not, nobody really jumps off the table to me. They're not drafting Patrick Peterson whatsoever. So if you could pick up a solid running back right there for years to come out of that backfield, I think that'd be a home run at 16. Yeah, Cam, the more and more I look at it, it seems like offense is the play here for this team just because, it, it, see, if, to me, it feels like Malcolm Butler and maybe what the team's just how their standpoint as far as the quarterback room is it, it can be the status quo from last year. And it wasn't terrible. The defensive secretary wasn't awful. Where the downfall at the end of last year was, was the offense. They scored less than 20 points in the final two games. They lost to some backup quarterbacks. I, I got to admit, I'm intrigued by some of the playmakers. If it's not Najee Harris, who else do you like? Uh, I think Travis Etienne is another guy. He, he reminds yeah. me a lot of guys uh, that fit Cliff Kingsbury's offense that can be that playmaker right out of the backfield right away. I will say, though, Najee Harris provides something that the Cardinals have not had. He's bigger than Kenyon Drake was. He could be that monster runner down in and down out. And then when you bring in a guy like Chase Edmonds off the bench, that would just be a fantastic one-two punch. Uh, more so than Edmonds and Connor back there in the backfield. Uh, so those are the two guys I like. I wouldn't go tackle this early. You can pick that up uh, later in the draft. You, as you've seen, linemen later in the draft usually last longer uh, in their career. So I, as far as if you can't trade up and get a wide receiver or if a wide receiver doesn't fall to you that you like, uh, and, you know, I, I think Caleb Farley is going to be there at 16. You know, if you're not impressed with him and what he's done so far and you're worried about his health status moving forward, then I think running back is the play if they stay at 16 and there's not a receiver there. And like I said before, these cornerbacks, none of them are really necessarily jumping off the board. Like, I got to have that guy. I think Malcolm Butler is going to be a solid replacement for Patrick Peterson. To me, they were the same player last year. Butler's a little more physical. Then you have Robert Alford, who you hoping can give you something. And if he can't give you anything, then you got Byron Murphy, who started the last two years. And that's not a bad, bad plan B whatsoever. So I, I think defensively, they're okay. Draft some type of playmaker there offensively, because you can never have too many playmakers with a Cliff Kingsbury offense. And if Cliff is going to save his job, this offense <laughs> has to go this year, period. Yeah, Get him all the weapons he needs because this is a big year for Cliff Kingsbury. All right, Bo, you can say goodbye to Cam. This is the last time he's going to be joining us on Locked on Cardinals. Uh, okay? I, I feel like this is bully ball. I'm not a fan of it. Okay, so let's break down what you said. I what. No, oh, I no. saw what you said the other day about Steve Cobb. You think he's desperate to save his job. Yeah, right? I why? do. Why is he desperate to save his job? Because he shouldn't be GM to begin with. Oh, okay, on, so he's, he's pulled off some of the biggest trades in recent NFL history. Yeah, moving mountains. Okay, and he sleeps now, during not, the draft. That's, that's why. That's why I'm saying it's okay to mortgage the farm and draft because Steve Cobb, you don't need to draft. Just straight up get Kyle Pitts, <laughs> and everything will be okay, Steve. Next year, no one else in the division has a first round pick. We okay. We'll worry about next year when we get there. This year, I need a playmaker. And hopefully that playmaker is Kyle Pitts. Unfortunately, though, I don't think Atlanta's going to give up that fourth uh, that fourth overall. Pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, all joking aside, like there are some interesting points there. One, uh, Cliff, somebody fitting in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Cliff Kingsbury's offense hasn't worked on any level when it equates to wins. You know, it, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, that's just a true statement, and I know it's one of those things like it went up from 14, historically bad, to 23, to 26. I mean, it's having some success as far as the the amount of success that everybody wants to play in January. I mean, it's just not it. Let's keep things in perspective here. They were a three-win team in 2018. They've come a long way. Yeah, but that's not 
we know that argument is it's it's not linear. It's not. This is a completely different organization. Is that if it's as if the Cardinals from twenty the end of twenty eighteen the Travis Sham mockery of a season they became an expansive team expansion team and they moved cities. It's completely different. The only thing that's still in place is the owner and the GM. I mean that's that's it. And everything has been washed. So what they've done now you can't come you can't give Cliff Kingsbury credit for them getting the number one overall pick. If if you gave Cliff Kingsbury that 2018 offense, even give him DeAndre Hopkins and that team, they win three games the next year. Yeah, they were, like, they were pretty bad in 2018. I'm not giving Cliff Kingsbury credit. Here's what I will give Cliff Kingsbury credit. At the end of his first year, he turned that football team into a running team. They're one of the best teams in the league yeah. in running the yeah. football because they controlled the line of scrimmage. Last year, they were terrible at it. Mason Cole was not very good at his job, and I think the rest of the O-line just kind of suffered through the rest of them, you know, that, that lack of physicality up front, and they couldn't run the football. And that's when you saw that number one offense all of a sudden at the beginning of last year just tank in the second half of last year because they could not control the line of scrimmage. And Cliff, for all his creativity, took a massive step backwards at the beginning of last – at the end of last year. So I'll give him credit for two things. Expanding his offense his first year – getting them to a number one offense. But in the second half of last year, you saw what a lot of spread coaches struggle with, high school, college, and the pros. And just when they can't control that line of scrimmage or when they can't run the football, they get very, very repetitive, and defensive coordinators just tee off on them. That's why he has to take a massive step this year and kind of put it all together. He's going to have the pieces. Hopefully Kyle Pitts. I doubt it, though. But hopefully. <laughs> He's going to have the pieces this year to make this offense go. It's just a matter if he can that's what's still out on Cliff Kingsbury. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Cam Cox from 12 News at CamCox12 on Twitter. We're going to keep talking about this. The Cliff Kingsbury conversation is interesting because it would be nice to see an A-ish offense, A-ish uh, skill set, position players, and if he can implement an offense that works when he has no excuses, no holes, and a running back, it would help. And Bo, we're going to kick off next segment by you giving your favorite stat regarding running and the Cardinals winning. That's next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, rockauto.com. I love talking about rockauto.com. You know why? Because it makes everything easy. If you need car parts, if you need carpet, if you need taillights, if you need paint, rockauto.com has you covered. You go to rockauto.com. It's a website. It's pandemic-friendly. You don't have to go to a chain storefront and search around as if you know, you're know you lost and you don't know where things are and you have to ask people questions, it gets awkward. RockAuto.com's got you covered. It's a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Their prices are reliably low. Their prices are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers like myself. If it's for your daily driver, your weekend car, whatever, RockAuto's got you covered. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, he's got it nailed. Every day, 20 minutes, gives you all the up-to-date latest news in every major sport with the help of our local es- experts. So follow, I can't say experts today. That's twice. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So it would be awesome to see Cliff Kingsbury run an offense where you have a 
1A running back. You have DeAndre Hopkins. See what happens with A.J. Green. Rodney Hudson under center. You have two bookends on the left and right side of the line to help the run game. Bo, what's the stat before we move forward? I mean, it's 10-2 and two. the last couple seasons when the Cardinals go over 150 yards. 5-2 and two with a 100-yard rusher. 2-1 and one with a 100-yard rusher last season. It's just a te- the team is a lot better when they have that balance, but so is every team in the NFL. That's, that's the reality here. It's just people are, are they poo-poo the running back position. They, they, they read a couple articles and they feel like, hey, you can't take a first-round running back even though there's, there's a ton of success. I did see the, the one intriguing stat. It was like the last couple Super Bowls since 2009, the starting running back hasn't made more than $2.8 million. Here's the good news for you guys. That, the Cardinals are slotted for their first round of pick to make $2.6 million. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, and, and, and probably the best case for drafting a running back, it'll allow Kyler Murray to stay behind the line of scrimmage. You would think. You're coming around on this, Alex. I can, I can Bo, hear it. I'm unhappy about it. Because, well, because we have to go back and forth where we, when we started this podcast, we weren't like, neither of us grew up here. I mean, you lived here longer than I did. We didn't grow up Arizona Cardinals fans. So we inherited, you know, this organization didn't have a huge, you know, uh, a winning culture. 2017 was my first year doing this, which wasn't great with Carson Palmer getting, uh, David Johnson getting hurt week one, Carson Palmer going down in London and them getting blown out against the Rams. Yeah. And then I brought Bo in on in 2018 and it got worse. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? So it's, it's difficult to not root for this team now. And then there's an inherent fan part of you that comes in. Yeah. I want them to draft a running back at 16. Are you kidding me? Having Najee Harris in the backfield with Kyler Murray be one of the most electric backfields in the NFL, but it'll help, you would think, Kyler Murray stay behind the line of scrimmage and still have that output of rushing yards, which would be the ideal situation, right, Cam? You don't want Kyler along the past line of scrimmage if you don't have to have him. That's the biggest thing, and I think that's what they struggled with in the second half of last year. Like Kyler kept trying to make things happen with his legs, but there was no change of pace for him whatsoever. There was no one to hand the ball off to. The O-line couldn't control the line of scrimmage whatsoever. So it was either Kyler's going to make some plays with his legs or nothing's going to happen in this running game. And that's where they totally got behind the sticks last year. So, yeah, you have got to figure out a way to get that running game going. They got to pound that home this year. Uh, and that offensive line has to control the line of scrimmage. I think they'll be better at it. But if you can have a set of running backs – where you can change that pace with Kyler Murray, keep him in the pocket. I think Kyler is very good from the pocket. This dude, when he has protection, can make all the throws in the NFL. Uh, Now give him a running back to hand the ball to. Give him a few running backs to hand the ball to. Chase Edmonds, we all know what he can do when he's that change of pace guy. Now give them a big back or somebody they can hand the ball to most downs, like a Travis Etienne or a Najee Harris down there. Uh, And I think that I think it'd be a solid pickup with the 16th overall pick in the draft if they can't get a wide receiver or trade up for something massive. What are you getting the sense? What's the consensus pick from Cardinals fans that you're talking to? You're out there. Which what what do you think is going to be like the most? I guess, uh, likable selection for the Cardinals at 16. We hear what you like, but what's the pulse of the fans? Probably a cornerback. I think everybody looks at the departure of Patrick Peterson. They're kind of all freaking out a little bit because P2's not back there anymore, and they're they're worried about that position. They don't necessarily know Malcolm Butler or what he can bring. Everybody just knows what he did in the Super Bowl. Malcolm Butler was a solid quarterback last year. I think he's a little bit more physical than Pat. Uh, But it just depends on moving forward, like which one of these guys falls. I really like J.C. Horn just because of what he did in his pro day. I think he seems like a freak athlete. Everybody else, Sertan and uh, Caleb Farley, 
they don't necessarily jump off the table at me. You're not drafting Patrick Peterson. That's the biggest thing here. Um, so I think a cornerback is somebody that fans would, wouldn't mind having because maybe it gives them a little more security on the back end uh, just because of the loss of Patrick Peterson. Uh, but I think this team needs a playmaker. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Cam Cox at Cam Cox 12, uh, part of our Tegna uh, brotherhood here between Locked on Podcast Network and, uh, and Tegna, I want to ask you one question. We'll get you out of here on this. A non-draft question. Um, Patrick Peterson was on um, his podcast with Brian McFadden earlier this week, and he unveiled that he's going to be wearing number seven for the Minnesota Vikings. And Buda Baker uh, has teased out that he may change his number to number three for the upcoming season. Now, not to get too long-winded in this, but is it true that I think I read somewhere that if you want to change your number – you, the player, has to buy out all the inventory of your old number before you can change. I, I, I'm not joking. I think that's a stipulation of changing your number because the NFL doesn't have enough billions. I, I don't know if that's accurate or not yet. I haven't read that yet, but I, that would seem right to me um, as far as the the policy or the deal with Nike to figure out how that works in selling jerseys. That that would seem right where you have to buy out some inventory. Okay, so let me ask you this, and I know that the only reason this is even a question that's going to be asked is because of the weird salary cap this year. Do you see Patrick Peterson ending his career with the Arizona Cardinals coming back in a year or two? Oh, my goodness. And the reason why I ask is because he got paid this year, probably double what the Cardinals were going to pay him, and yeah. there is money to be made next year. There's going to be a lot of players on the Cardinals right now that aren't going to be on the Cardinals next year, obviously. And there is going to be money to be made. Do you think this was a go get your money, come back P2, and we'll give you a two-year 25 next year, and you can retire a Cardinal? So here's how I heard they left it. It was just time to move on. I think both sides, more so on the Cardinal side, uh, that they were just ready to move in another direction. I don't ever think they got down to exact dollars and cents as far as what to offer P2. I do know that it would have been less uh, than the significantly less than what the Vikings offered him. Do I see him coming back as a Cardinal? That's tough to say. He needs the ball out this year uh, and prove that he's worth that kind of money moving forward. I think it's still at him. P2, in my eyes, is still one of the best cornerbacks in football. Not the top anymore, but he's in that top five to me as far as cornerbacks are concerned. Would you would you mind having P2 back whatsoever? I don't think Cardinals fans would mind. I don't think the Cardinals would mind. Uh, but I just know how they left it, that it was just time to move on. Um, if, if he doesn't perform at the highest level, maybe he'd come back and play safety. Uh, for the Cardinals moving forward. Uh, but as far as bringing him back next year, I think that's 50-50. If he plays well enough, it's hard not to argue a case to bring Patrick Peterson back. What do you think, Bo? We haven't even talked about this. Yeah, I, we've talked about it a little bit. If he does that Charles Woodson thing where he, he, he went off to Green Bay, came back to Raider Nation, finished his career as a safety, I think the position change would be big. I just hope it's not because, hey, this secondary played like the beginning of 2019 yeah. and it's just like holy crap what do we we, we lost p2 and that's that's the reason that's not you know that's not gonna be the case so well yeah we'll absolutely see what happens i, I don't think that door is completely closed i think also you know money it's gonna be green this year next year and patrick peterson he's got ties to the valley still so yeah i don't i don't think it's it's a closed door at all it could happen for sure Hard if, if not here. he's coming back for his ring of honor in a couple of years yeah, yeah hard-hitting stuff here i just i want everybody to understand that he is going in the ring of honor. Yeah. Patrick yep. Peterson is going to be in the ring of Like, that's not up for debate. I, I hope Malcolm Butler wears number 21 just as a big troll <laughs> job. Why not? It's his number. 
He's on his new team. Alex Lanty, Alex Lanty, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. We could talk about this for seven hours. We could talk like that conversation. I shouldn't have said anything. Let me out, like Alex. Do I get to come back? Of course you do. Of course you do. All right, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. No, of course you do. This is uh, yeah, man. I mean, this is going to be so fun. This is going to be so fun. We'll have you on next week, and and we'll react finally. Okay, one more quick poll before we go. Would you rather the draft be a week away, or are you ready? Let's go. Listen, I've had enough mock drafts. <laughs> there's little I hate in this world more than, like, mock drafts. I just can't stand – I don't get that obsessed with them because it's just like, just wait till the draft gets here. Tell me who you like. Yeah. What are the six or seven players that the organization wants to get with that first pick that they have, wherever it is, and let's just roll with it. I don't understand how all these quarterbacks all of a sudden are the next great thing. It just blows my mind. All this smokescreen, the press conference from Kyle Shanahan the other day makes my head hurt. Listening to Steve Kahn before the draft makes my head hurt because half of it he's lying about. You just know that's how it works. So mock drafts, it just, it just, it, it's the worst part of the NFL season. That's what wow. it is. But you know what? I love the draft. I love seeing how this team is going to be put together. So if we could just get to the draft, I'm ready. I was ready for the draft next week. In fact, I thought or last week, in fact, I thought it was last week. And then I got to like Tuesday and I was like, okay, it's the following week. My bad. So okay. I'm just more than ready for the NFL draft. Tired of mock drafts, tired of people talking about all these quarterbacks that aren't going to pan out. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Okay. So two things that I just learned. One, Bo reminded me that money is green. That's fantastic. And two, <laughs> never talk about mock drafts with Cam Cox from Channel 12 News here in Phoenix again. At Cam Cox 12. We'll talk about him. I'll talk to you about him all day yeah. and all night. But I just don't like him. Okay. We'll talk about him. Okay. I just don't like Where him. Where are you Thursday? Are you out at the facility in Tempe? We'll, we'll be here in, in the studio. Everything's still on Zoom. So all the press okay. conference, everything's still right. going to be on Zoom. Everything's virtual. Uh, the Cardinals are gathering at the practice facility. They, uh, Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, they'll be in their normal draft room. I think that is a massive mistake, though. How are you going to let the Rams show you up? when, Like, Cliff Kingsbury invented the at-home They rented it. Degree they rented and, it. Uh, wait, no, that's his house. That's his house. <laughs> no, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. They rented oh, yeah, they, it. It got sponsored. It's not real. But how, how are you going to let the Rams show you up on that? Your neighbors in a division, you're going to let the – when you invented that kind of swag, you're going to let Sean McVay copy you like that? <laughs> Think they're missing a massive boat, picking at Cliff's house, having him some flip-flops right by the fire. Uh, so instead, they're going to be in the draft room. They're going to be in their Armani suits and all that, and uh, they're going to roll with it. Uh, but, yeah, so everything's going to be virtual. We'll be here in the studio covering the draft. And uh, then we'll roll with it. We'll get we'll get the first round pick that night. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Alex, At least they have picks, you know. I mean, and they're not the worst in the division. Seattle's got like three picks. I don't even know if they're gonna do anything. Probably not. Alex, they Lane, probably have it on auto draft, like Alex's fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a story behind that, Alex? No, there's not. Okay, all right. Bo- <laughs> I've, I've, I've known some people that have done that. Like all of a sudden they get called to a work meeting and then they miss yeah. their draft whatsoever and they end up with seven running backs. Nobody likes to quitter. Fantasy football above all drafts. Alex Lancey, Bo Brug, locked on Cardinals. Cam Cox from 12 News in Phoenix at Cam Cox 12. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Well, I wish we could go another hour, but we can't. Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. More draft talk tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Do you have time to do a second one? <laughs> 